Good morning and welcome to Fashion Friday. All right, here we are in the middle of Fashion Month, as I like to call it, February and September, Fashion Month. And uh, officially, New York Fashion Week has started. So it just started, actually. Um, next week's show, I'm very excited. I will have for you my thoughts and my notes of what I saw in New York Fashion Week. I will be joined by a fellow friend and stylist, Cole Clements. He usually joins me for the fashion programs. And uh, we're going to sit down and talk about what we really thought, our honest opinions about what we saw during Fashion Week and uh, what we loved, what we didn't love, and more importantly, how you're going to love it or not. <laughs> so stay tuned for that next week. Um, so speaking of new clothes and seeing new things, I couldn't help but notice that we're only about five and a half weeks away from spring. Yes, spring. So I know it's the official start of spring, which does not necessarily mean we'll be in spring clothes. I, I know, I know you're saying, yeah, but um, it's still chilly through April, sometimes May. <laughs> Uh, but I think what's important is the fact that it's something to look forward to. And more importantly, this is a great time of year to clean out your closet. So I always feel that spring and fall are the best times. This way it's done. You don't have to worry about it for another six months at least um, or a year. Maybe you do it yearly. And, you know, this is something that sometimes some of my clients that I, I currently style will ask me help for this and uh, with this chore. Um, but you don't need to hire a stylist to do this. You really can do this. You just have to remember a few key things and really make this fun, sort of set aside some time. You've just got to be a little bit organized. Okay, so my, here's my tips for cleaning out your closet. before and, and do it now because, or at least in the next, let's say, three to four weeks. Then once the first light of spring and the first time the temperature rises above whatever it may be 55 let's say 60 you're going to want to be prepared and most people will want to buy something new and this is going to prevent you from spending too much money having buyer's remorse you're going to have a cleaned out closet you're going to have a clear view of what you have and what you may or may not need and you know and then and then you'll already know once you've done it so let's say you're planning for the next couple of weeks to do this here's how it's going to be fun you're going to set aside a chunk of time to do this you're going to invite a friend over, maybe two, maybe a sister, a mom, uh, a really good gal friend, someone that can give you an honest opinion and not just say, oh, I love everything you wear. <laughs> it's got to be someone with an honest opinion. And maybe you don't need an opinion. Maybe you can make these decisions on your own. Um, I feel like it's always better to have a second opinion. Listen, I do this sometimes as well in stores. I'm not quite sure because we all kind of view ourselves a little bit different than how other people see us. So make it fun. Start making piles, and I always say this, make four piles. You want to make a pile to keep, a pile to store, a pile for repairs, that's things that like a button needs to be fixed, a hem, something needs to be taken in, a hem, uh, a small repair, things that you can take to your dry cleaner to repair, that you're, you're not wearing it because it needs a slight repair. Uh, and then the fourth pile is donate or consign. Um, so, and then you've got to really be honest with yourself and kind of go through each and every piece. And when you do, you've got to ask yourself these questions. One, does it fit? Okay. Two, have I worn it in the last 12 months or 18 months? Okay. Think about that. So does it, first of all, does it fit? 
Well, if you say yes, but, or no, if it's a no, it's a no. I, I don't like the, the answers I hear. Well, it'll fit when I lose 10 pounds. Or, well, it kind of fits. Or make it work. If you can't have it altered, so if you have to let it out a little bit, so what? If you have to take it in a little bit, so what? Or if it's really, it just doesn't fit anymore, maybe something shrunk. Um, okay, then it doesn't fit. So it's a clear yes or no. Um, have I worn this in the last 12 months? Well, sometimes I feel like things need a little more leadway than that. I think I want to say 18 months or maybe even two years. Um, if you're like me, I kind of go in cycles with certain things. Um, you know, lately I've been wearing lots of sequins and glitter and sparkly things. Yes, it is a bit on trend right now. However, I also like it. So if I don't like it, I won't wear it. And if it is not suddenly not on trend and I'm still loving it, I still wear it. So you've got to think of that. Um, sometimes people put things away and just say, well, I'm just not feeling that anymore. Maybe you're not into a boyfriend jacket anymore. You're into more tailored pieces, but you might come back to it. So 12 months is, is, a, is a sort of a guideline, but not a hard and fast rule that I like to use. Of course, if something is in your closet for seven, eight years and you haven't worn it, and it's not something uh, like a wedding dress or a family, or, you know, a piece that's been ha handed down in your family or something of sentimental value, then yes, you've got to get rid of it. Uh, is it likely I will ever wear this again? Okay. Um, is this currently in style and or does it still accurately represent my style? So this is a big one. I think that, first of all, not a lot of people know their style. You might know what you like, which is different than your style, because what you like may or may not work for you. <laughs> this is where a stylist usually comes in, or, or an experienced salesperson, or maybe a personal shopper at a store. This is really where you want to get help from the experts. And there are people that are out there willing to help you. You just have to ask. And uh, maybe it's even a good friend that has a has a good eye. Uh, so you've got to really think about that. Um, you know, hey, I like for I'll take myself for an example. I love cute mod '60s style mini skirts. However, I don't think it represents my style. I almost never, ever, ever will wear a mini skirt. If I do, it's in a very specific styled way. Um, I just don't think it's my style, and I don't think it suits me the best. I don't think that's something that looks the best on me. I could make something work depending on how I style it, yes, but that, ha that happens to be what I do for a living. So um, there's a perfect example. You generally, you will not see me in a short mini skirt. You'll never see me in a super short mini skirt because that's never been my style, but you won't, you won't really see me in short skirts. And if you do, it's very specific. It's, you know, sort of something flowy or it's A-line or it's something like a beach cover-up. Um, that's just not my style. And it, it, and again, it doesn't really matter if it's in or out of style. It doesn't work for me, then I'm not going to force it. Okay. Um, another question to ask yourself is if this is damaged in any way, will I actually make the effort to get it repaired? So remember I mentioned the repair list or the repair pile? That is something you've actually got to do. So um, if the pile starts to get really big, maybe you want to go through and edit the pile again. And maybe you want to look at each item. If it's something that you know is missing, maybe it's beading and it's missing some beads need to be hand sewn back on. Something you can't do yourself that you have to take to a tailor. 
um, you've got to really be honest and say, will I actually make the effort to get this repaired? Otherwise, again, it's going to end up sitting in your closet and you're not going to wear it. So therefore, maybe it should go to the donate or consign pile. Think about it. If it's something you say, oh my gosh, I really love this blazer. It's just missing three buttons. Well, then, you know, get it fixed. It's pretty easy. You can do it yourself or just like I said, take it to a dry cleaner. Um, and so that way you're being really honest with yourself and you're kind of not, you're really making a step forward and you're not kind of, you know, one step forward, three steps back where you're, well, I cleaned out my closet, but I, you know, the pile got bigger or the pile didn't get any smaller. <laughs> so you've got to think about that. Another great question to, to think about. This is a really, really good one. So if, if, if you were to buy, if you were shopping right now, would you buy that particular item that's in question? So you take something out of the closet and you say, well, I like it. Yes, I've worn it. Yes, it fits. It kind of checks all the lists. It's not damaged in any way. It doesn't need to be repaired. But if you're shopping right now, would you buy this? This is, a, this is an interesting question, I, th- I feel. Um, actually, the la- my last two questions for you are interesting. And I think sometimes, I mean, I've done this. I've done this where I said, no, I wouldn't. It's a year later or it's six months later. And I thought, no, I wouldn't buy this now. <laughs> it was a little bit of buyer's remorse. Um, maybe not that harsh. Maybe it's something I would definitely still wear, but you know, your taste might change a bit, or maybe it was just, you were in the moment, caught off guard, made an impulse decision, or maybe made an emotional decision. Think about that. How many times are we not in the best mood or the best frame of mind, and we go shopping. I know a lot of people that do this, myself included. (laughs) And you make a decision to buy something based on your emotion, your emotional state. This is dangerous, I must say. Um, I always joke, I kind of make a joke out of it. I tend to stick to very cheap, inexpensive accessories. (laughs) That's what I do. If I'm feeling sad or depressed or just not great, I do like to buy something new. I swear it makes me feel better. However, I'm very careful where I go and I will stick to, you know, $5 bangles or a pair of earrings or, you know, what I call beach jewelry, which is basically like beaded wooden bracelets and boho type necklaces that are all very inexpensive. So I'm not making a huge purchase. I'm not throwing away dollars and I'm not making an emotional decision. It's very, very minimal in fact. So a really good question to keep, keep in mind. And then lastly, my question for you is most, probably most important is, do I feel confident when I wear this? So this is a big one. I have, I don't think there's one woman I've ever worked with that doesn't have at least one piece in their wardrobe. And they may be the most confident woman, seemingly the, you know, beautiful and successful and happy and there's always this one piece that they will say, well, I'm not sure. And it's natural. It's totally normal. I get it. We all go through it because our bodies change and, you know, it doesn't matter if it's for the better or for the worse. Sometimes you just don't feel confident. I mean, I I do it too. I I catch myself saying things like, well, this looks better when I'm tan, (laughs) you know, I'm too pale or this looks better with a certain shoe. And I, I don't know if it's, maybe it's confidence, but maybe it's just, Um, if I wore it differently, would it look bad? No, I just don't feel as confident if I were wearing it, how I really want to wear the item. So you've got to think about that as well. And I think all of this are great questions, making your piles and then putting the keep, all the stuff you want to keep in store, putting it all back on matching hangers, invest in some velvet hangers, uh, sorry, not velvet, they're felt, 
thinking velvet, uh, either the padded hangers, like the lingerie hangers for certain items and, or the felt wrapped hangers, which I love. You can get pretty much anywhere online, Amazon, Bed Bath & Beyond, Target's, Container Store, all the above. Um, make sure all of the hangers match. They're all going in the same direction. This is then just organizing your closet. I like to do things. I really get it down to the nitty gritty and organize by color and by style. So um, it's really easy then. You want a blue shirt, you go right to the shirts, right to the colors, and there's your blue shirt. It's, you know, takes a lot of guesswork. It takes a lot of, uh, saves you a lot of time. Um, I, that's how I do my clients. That's how I do my own closet. Uh, you know, evening pieces. So it's dresses that are only for the evening or special occasions are obviously going to be not front and center. They're going to be either towards the back or maybe off to the side in another area. Um, things that will be front and center are things you're going to constantly wear. And by the way, you should rotate that. So, because what you don't see, you don't wear. Um, so these are little tips that go a long way, I think are very important when you're cleaning out your closet and kind of putting things back in. And you know, do this before you go shopping for new items. I assure you, you will probably cut in half because you'll find things like, oh, I forgot about this or that. You'll re sort of rediscover things and maybe you'll find a new way to wear something. Maybe you'll realize, gee, I've got lots of silky tops, but I don't have a lot of bottoms to go. I don't have a lot of pants or skirts to go with these silky tops. And I don't just want to always wear jeans. So you'll kind of make your own shopping list as you go if you make one. And, uh, you know, that will help you in the future once spring rolls around and all the beautiful, bright, shiny colors are out there in the store and all the displays draw you in with, you know, nice, bright colors. Um, this will certainly help you. So I want to talk quickly about the donate and consign pile a little bit further. So I get asked this question quite a bit about um, where do I consign and how do I, what do I do when I donate things? So personally, uh, if I'm going to donate something, it's one of three. So it's Goodwill, Salvation Army, or Dress for Success, depending on what the items are. Uh, so if I consign something, the three uh, platforms I love are Tradesy, Poshmark, and The Real Real. Excellent, excellent places to consign. Uh, Tradesy, I love. It's a little bit, it's probably the smallest of the three. Um, I, it is an app. I have the app. And it's nice to just browse through whether you want to buy something or you want to sell something. Um, you know, it's commission-based. So, and they've got everything from designer all the way down to just, you know, contemporary things. Uh, lots of pre-owned. Everything is authentic. You can be assured. And uh, yeah, I think it's a, a wonderful platform for both selling and buying items. Poshmark is another good one. Uh, they offer, I think it's about a 20% commission fee. And uh, sometimes it depends on what it is and its condition, but it's another good one. And also the Real Real is one of my absolute favorites. Um, this one, I've Tradesy and, and the Real Real I've used. So the Real Real, both of them I have sold items on. I haven't purchased anything, but I have sold items. And um, actually, that's not true. Sorry. Tradesy, I bought something on and sold. The real, real, I've only sold. So, um, and it was great. I sold handbags on there. And uh, one of my handbags sold in about two and a half weeks. And again, this depends on the item and what it is. I believe I got something like 60% back. It was, a, or 80, 70%. It was pretty high. Yeah, it might have been higher, 70% of my money. So just thoughts on this. When you're consigning something, because I hear this all the time, you've got to, understand that 
it, you have an emotional connection to it most likely. Even if you say, oh, I just don't want this. You bought it for a reason or maybe it was a gift and it was once yours. So now you're, you're letting it go and people, it's like selling your house. People often have this emotional tie to it and think that it's worth more than it is. So trust the places like the real, real, these people are professionals. They know exactly the value of each item and depending on its, its, its war, its, uh, uh, condition, sorry, how well, how well it's worn. If it's in excellent condition and you've got tags, price tags and often, often to keep off, uh, sorry, you've got the card that says it's authentic. <laughs> um, and you've got the dust cover, all the above. Yes, you're going to get pretty close to what you pay for it, just under retail. Um, but again, remember, it's not new. So there has to be a little bit of a, a discount given. The important thing is to remember that you're not, I look at it like this. I don't consign things to make money. I consign things to sort of, uh, not give it away or throw it away to get some of my money back is nice. Yes. But to also kind of be part of a, a better environment and kind of keep the circle of fashion going and, you know, sustainability. We love this word here. So it's kind of, it's something that's wonderful and great, you know, all right. And then I happen to get some of my money back for it and it's in great condition. I think that that's how you have to think of, of when you're consigning things. So a couple of things to think about. And hopefully that'll help you with uh, cleaning out your closet and really going forward into the spring, summer, when I feel like there's lots and lots of great things out there to buy and it's easy to, spring spring clothes are usually less expensive than fall, winter, right? Because we're paying for less fabric and uh, lighter fabrics, easier to make, easier to manufacture, therefore cheaper to buy. So it's very easy to get caught up in the whirlwind of spring fashion. <laughs> Trust me, I know, and I see it all the time. So keep these things in mind. I think it'll help you, and I think uh, uh, quick tips to, to organizing yourself and then going forward once you go into the store and you're ready to actually buy something. So on that note, I'm going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about these spring trends, the runway to reality. Stay with us on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677 or visit them at adcorpmg.com. AdCorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. Okay, so we're talking about the runway. Let's talk about runway to reality. Some spring trends that are up and coming that you're going to see pretty much everywhere and really how to wear them. Because it's one thing when you see them in a magazine, uh, on a runway or on television or on a celebrity. Uh, we're talking about celebrity styling or a photo shoot, a professional model with makeup and lighting and probably pinned in the back 
or um, you know, on television, obviously it's it's television, it's not real life. So there are certain trends that I think um, may not always translate. And there's an easy way to translate most trends, I would say, or at least um, a piece of the trend. So, so a portion of the trend, maybe not so literal, um, because the runway is just that. It's the runway. It's sort of a, a, an imagination. It's the designer's vision. And so it's a show. You have to keep that in mind. So I wanted to talk a little bit, a couple of trends that I've highlighted that I love and that I think are pretty easy to convert to to your closet and that pretty much anyone can wear no matter what your size or shape or age is. The first one being one of big spring trends is polka dots. So um, yes, every spring, we, it's, it's pretty much common to see nautical stripes and dots and prints and flowers, right? However, I often hear people are a little bit afraid of polka dots. I hear it's a little bit juvenile. You know, I don't look good in polka dots. I hear this all the time. And I get it. I understand there is that sort of a, a tightrope you, you walk when you're talking about any print, but especially a polka dot. So keep in mind, there's absolutely a way to wear everything. And I think um, a smaller print, so keep in mind scale. And I think this will work with anyone. Um, obviously, if you have a bigger frame, you can get away with a slightly bigger scale. If you have a smaller frame, you wanna keep the, the prints, the scale small. Um, makes sense. So if you go with sort of a medium print of anything, this goes for stripes, checks, this is anything, just keep it sort of minimal um, and, and uh, right in the middle. And I think you can't go wrong. And, you know, something like a high-waisted jean or a pant or a pencil skirt and a polka dot top. Maybe it's silky or satin or maybe it's just cotton. Um, so, so it's it keeps your eye, draws your eye up towards your face and it's on top. Therefore, it's not as daring to wear than, than on the bottom. I think the bottom is usually, it's, we're talking about more fabric and um, then on the top. And I think if you're gonna do a print or color, I think it's easier to wear it, works, it works better if it's closer to your face. So, or something, an alternative would be maybe a slinky silk, silk dress, maybe it's in a, a little black and white polka dot. This is a great alternative to a little black dress. Um, and I would pair like a longer coat over it, you know, like a lightweight trench coat or a long cardigan, something lightweight over it. This way you kind of have the option of just letting the print peek out if you want, or you can, if it's a print and you're totally confident wearing it, the polka dots, you, you don't have to wear a cover up. So just a couple of different ways to think about it and to wear the polka dot trend. Uh, another another trend that I love is the sheer trend. So this was huge. Skin really skin revealing fabrics were all over the runway for the spring, and in lots of different fabrics and colors. It's obviously a very very light fabric we're talking about. Um, and here's the thing you've got to remember: pick one area of your body to do the sheer trend. I wouldn't do the entire body. I mean, you can, yes, but it's risky. You've really got to, you've got to think about what's underneath and it needs to work, you know, you need to nail it. So if you're not sure if you can nail it, then I would stick to one piece, preferably the top is again, easier than the bottom. Um, so a sheer blouse, how beautiful. I think this looks really pretty. You've got to wear something under it, but remember it's intentional. So whatever you're wearing under, you need to make sure it's beautiful. So it's a black sheer top. Make sure you've got something under it. Maybe it's a lacy cami or some sort of little bralette underneath, something that you 
want people to see because obviously it's sheer, they're gonna see it. So you need to think about that. And it's just layering, that's all it is. Um, I think this is really pretty. I think it's sophisticated. I think it can be done classy. And I think this is something that can be for day or night, mostly. I wouldn't, this is not exactly office work wear, but um, depending, you know, luncheon or going to an event during the day, um, if you're in a creative space, maybe. Uh, or it's easy, can, another easy trend that can go from desk to dinner. So definitely a date night option. Um, I like, I have to say, I really like the sheer trend. Another thing is it doesn't have to be something so sheer, just that piece. It could be a layering piece. So for example, you could wear a little dress, little black dress, little white dress, whatever, and then have a sheer overcoat. So think of it like that, where you're not really sh showing your body. You're not worried about the, the sheerness being of your body. It's just an overcoat, like a trench or a little capelet or something, or a little cardigan, lightweight cardigan, something that's sheer, sort of that chiffon type of fabric, um, or maybe it's lacy. So that's an idea uh, for, for the sheer trend, which again, I also love very, very much. Another big one is pastels. So I wanted to talk about pastels because this is yet another, I've highlighted the trends that I feel people are usually shy to try or, or tend to you know, say, well, polka dots, no, sheer, no. Pastels too, I hear this all the time from, from grown women, I can't wear pastels and they make they fill in the blank with their reason of why they can't. And my answer to you is you can, you just have to figure out, it's like saying I can't wear a specific color. You can, you just have to find the right shade. So there's, of course, there's shades that complement certain skin tones better than others. However, if you, if you think about it and you look, you look at sort of the base color and what the color's undertones are, that will tell you a lot and that will help you. So for example, pastels. Don't be afraid to wear pastel. It doesn't have to be super light. You know, if you say, well, I don't really love pastels. Well, think of it as more as a, 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 of a neutral pastel. So something that has a very brownish undertone. So remember the color mauve, <laughs> I think back to the 80s when that color was really popular for interiors. That is a pastel, essentially. It's just got a lot of brown undertones to it. Sometimes it has even like a purplish undertone to it. Um, but if you pull out the brown, you're left with a light shade of pink, sort of a pale pink. So that is a pastel. Same thing with blues or greens or yellows. They can really have a darker undertone, which makes them not so, you know, Easter egg looking. It makes it a little bit more muted and maybe a little bit more grounded and therefore you feel more comfortable and it's closer to a neutral and a little bit more of like, an, like a sophisticated feel, I wanna say. So keep that in mind. And lastly, fringe. This is a huge, huge trend, I have to say, I think, Almost everyone I come across that ends up buying a piece, something in fringe, everyone does the same thing. You kind of want to twirl around and make the fringe move. <laughs> Why? Because it's fun. Um, here is my only concern that I'll share. Keep in mind that fringe adds volume. So it's something moving and it's going to appear bigger than what is under it, right? So you just got to be mindful of where you're putting it. Is it on the top? Is it on the bottom? I don't want to add volume to my top. Let's say, well, then wear it on the bottom. Keep it minimal. Um, so your best bet is doing something that's a structured shape with fringe on top. So maybe it's an A-line dress or, or a sheath dress, and then maybe it's got some fringe along the way as details, 
or maybe a pencil skirt that's got some fringe detailing on the bottom or in the middle. You've got to keep in mind the structure of the garment has to be a sort of a classic shape and then the fringe will, will work. So hopefully that helps you. That's all I've got for you today on spring trends and hopefully that helps you going forward, cleaning out your closet, getting your closet ready for the spring, getting your wardrobe ready for the spring. Thanks for listening. Join me next week for more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH. Oh, oh, oh.